Dan, I'm not entrepreneurial material, but I want more. That came from a listener who says he's not entrepreneurial material because he's more analytical and prefers to work in the background. Well, let me assure you, you can be wildly successful as an entrepreneur, no matter what your personality style, and you don't don't have to change yourself. Just be sure the business fits you. Do you love your work? Do you think it's possible? Well, you're about to find out. It's time for 48 Days to the Work You Love with Dan Miller on the 48 Days Online Radio Show. Whether you need a professional tune-up or a work overhaul, this is the program for you. Now, here's your host, Dan Miller. Well, here we go. We're going to be taking care of business today, as usual. Every week, we unpack listener questions. And you all have given me a ton of questions here pretty much at the beginning of the year. Well, we're already in the second month of the year. Can you imagine that? This year we thought would be a long time coming. It's here, 2023, and wow, one month already gone. Can't believe it. Well, anyway, we all have questions about where the opportunities are. We're going to have fun today unpacking some. Got some doozies here today that I want to share with you. Some questions like this. Is it true that if you're doing the work you love, the money doesn't matter? And someone asks, no one wants me. Because I'm 54. Dan, I'm very imaginative, creative, inventive, and feel as though my best is still dormant inside me. And then the one I mentioned in opening, I'm not entrepreneurial material because I prefer to work in the background. Okay, a quotation is just one of my own that I've developed over the years, and that is, don't say you never had a chance if you can't define what success would look like for you. I find a lot of people who are just frustrated with where they are. And when I say, well, what would you like? What would you like the ideal to be? What do you want your life to look like three years from now? And they can't tell me. Well, that's pretty tough to hit something great if you don't know what you're shooting for. Anyway, so don't say you never had a chance if you can't define what success would look like for you. Defining what you want your life to look like is often the first step in moving toward making that a reality. All right, now our resource today is something different that you've never heard me talk about. But more and more, we're having people, especially in the Eagles community, there's just an explosion of books being released. And there's a lot of different paths to get a book released. And I certainly support those. But we also have an opportunity for you to publish your book with 48 days press on the spine. So, you know, if you look at the spine of a book down there at the bottom, it's going to say Harper Collins or Simon Schuster or Random House or whoever the publisher was. You can have that say 48 days press. We've got connections all the way through how to do that. How to get your book up and running. Now, I'm not going to have 40 Days Press on a book that I'm not excited about. So it'd have to be something in line with our message here and something where I think the writing is done well and it's really ready to go. Anyway, you can get a lot of details. Just go to 48days.com slash 48daysPress. Just like it sounds, 48daysPress. 
So anyway, if you're interested in that, I'd love to talk to you. I love seeing books come through. I, I On Monday afternoons, I have that blocked out to do book forwards and endorsements. Got a lot of those. Uh, Michael Hyatt's got a brand new book, Mind Your Mindset. I got an, had, had an endorsement in there. I do forwards for a lot of books. So anyway, exciting area always. Of course, I've got a new book out. Got two more that I'm working on. My son has a new book coming out. Kevin has a book coming out in May that I'm really thrilled about what drives you. I'll be telling you more about that and probably have him on here to discuss it with me. A lot of you know him from hosting what was the Ziegler show and now the wildly successful podcast self helpful. So if you have questions or if you have just comments you want to make here, if you want to share resources, if you go to 48days.com slash ask Dan, you can just leave them there as you'll hear some of the people in here have done. Now, what I did today is I got some selections from your feedback. Recently, you did survey hundreds and hundreds of you did that. I'm grateful for that. In there, there is so much content. I, I it, It's almost, uh, you know, I don't, what should I do with that? I could turn it into a book just trying to answer questions that were submitted. So here's the deal. Sheila, my assistant, went through and stripped. I mean, the, the quantity is just, I mean, overwhelming. I can't go through at all. But she stripped through just what are the obstacles? What are you dealing with? So just putting those in a document where I could scan through pages and pages and pages, what I have are just these little clips. So Unfortunately, I don't have your names to thank you personally or even to send books out like I usually do when I use somebody's question on here, send out an autographed book and some other resources. We got a new podcast journal. I send that out as well when I send out in response to people asking questions here. But today I've got these that just came from that reader survey, the feedback that you guys gave as listeners and readers. And uh, so I'm going to just use some of those. Uh, bear with me. If you hear something that you recognize as yours, feel free to let me know and I'll follow up on that anyway. So here's just a few of those. I'm really good at what I do. And because I'm using my gift, it's been a 20 plus years journey. I'm struggling with the idea that if you're doing the work you love, the money doesn't matter. I wholeheartedly disagree. After all this time partnering with families, making a difference, pursuing my gifted abilities, it doesn't pay the bills. I wish I was more valuable for the work I do. Well, when you talk about if you're doing the work you love, the money doesn't matter. You never heard me say that. The money does matter. Absolutely. That three-legged stool we talk about so much, passion, talent. What's the third leg? Money. Without money, it falls over. The stool falls over. Even if you've got passion and talent, you've got to have that. So I, I, I'm with you totally. It does matter. And if you're working in something where you're doing good work, partnering with families, but there's some kind of a financial lid on that, sure, explore new opportunities. I mean, it, it's not too late. You're going to hear that more in questions we go through here. It's not too late. Change what you're doing. Find new opportunities. Don't let those boundaries or perceived boundaries, you know, hold you back. Doesn't mean you need to be upset, angry, or disloyal, 
you just need to be realistic about what are your best options and move toward that. You know, the things that we get from our families are really important. Our attitudes about work. I mean, I've talked openly here about my dad's attitude about work is just a bitter pill, you know, because of the, the God's curse demand. We have to work the sweat of our brow. And so you don't expect to enjoy it. It had nothing to do with it. You just do what's responsible, what's practical to put food on the table for your family. That's the only reason for work. That's what I grew up with. I'm working with the gentleman right now and on one of the questionnaires. And when we really go in depth and try to figure out, you know, what we're going to move you to are some questions about your mom and dad's attitudes about work. So I've got a question that says, write briefly about your father or mother's attitude toward work and how that has affected you. He says this, my mother always instilled in me that work is supposed to be suffering. She has a negative outlook on life and has an external locus of control. Work is a means for the more fortunate to take advantage of those who have less. Wow. Breaks my heart to read that. He says, my father simply worked all the time. I recall weekends when the kitchen table would be covered with legal pads and to-do list. Work was something one did to secure a living for their family. And that meant sacrificing time, except for some holidays and a week out of the year when we'd go on vacation. I even recall him leaving our home for about two years because there was a project in another state that needed his attention. This happened when I was just starting high school. He seemed to always be fearful of never having enough or fearful that he was going to let down his boss or employees. All right. Identifying what that impact of your parents thinking about work, that's a healthy first step. Identify what that is and how you may be carrying some remains of that thinking if it was not healthy. And then realize, okay, you can do something different. I mean, we can all look at our parents and provide that as excuses for the life we're living today. If they were a bad example saying, well, that's what I saw. So that's what I'm doing now. Or you can just as easily say, okay, that was a bad example. I'm going to change and do something different. Now, hopefully a lot of you had examples of parents that had a healthy approach to work, but no matter what it is, you can draw a line in the sand and say, okay, this is what I'm going to do. But you, again, never heard me say money doesn't matter. I want you to be doing work you love, but that doesn't mean to the exclusion of money. No, I want it both. I want you to be doing work you love and experience an extraordinary success in terms of generating money as well. All right, here's another one. No one wants me because I'm 54. I'm not getting paid to equal my experience in education. I have an identity loss, not feeling needed or wanted. Here's another one. Now, in these in these you know thousands of notes that we've got here, there's a lot of those about being too old. Here's another person says challenges, no hope, no joy, no peace, no will left to fight, tired, worn out, not sure what to do at this point in my life. I thought aviation was my passion as I always come back to it. But now being 56 years old, I do not know what my passion is anymore. All I, all I do is struggle from check to check, trying to make ends meet. Questions, where do I go from here at my age? How do I save for retirement this late in the game? How do I break this cycle I'm in? So many questions, no answers. 
Okay, to, to all of you who are struggling with this idea of being too old, not wanted at 54, and it's the other one, 56, take a fresh look at who you are and where you are. Then get clear about who and where you want to be three years from now. I mean, yes, your passions and talents can change over the years. It's always healthy to draw that line in the sand and ask yourself, who am I and why am I here? You know, I've got a whole presentation that based on that, Akiva, the rabbi, asking himself that every morning. Who am I and why am I here? And I love that. Now, looking, I'm just going to share a little bit from my own, a chapter from my own life here as it relates to this being 54, being 56, and end of the game. Well, I, I did a lot of things in my early years. But one of those things was I purchased a health and fitness center. Had it for four years. Decided I was going to sell it, uh, put it up for public auction, you know, which was a poor decision. I should have sold it in a different way. But I put it out for public auction, absolute auction. And I thought that I'd just come out, you know, okay, and go on to my next idea. Well, it didn't turn out that way. It turned out to be a horrific time. And although I thought there were ready buyers there, what ended up happening is I woke up the next morning and realized I was deeply in debt to the tune of about $430,000. Now that was a big debt and it took me 12 years to clean up that mess. Now the reason it took so long, I mean, I'm an entrepreneur and I thought, gee, being optimistic, I'll wipe that out in a couple of years and be back okay. But a whole lot of that, a couple hundred thousand of that was to the IRS because I had taken care of some other things rather than paying what should have been withholding taxes from employees. They don't view that too kindly, to say the least. So so that, that was a complicated debt. That, that, that debt didn't just sit there with me whittling it down. That grew exponentially with penalties and interest and the way the IRS you know, handled that you know, coming after us just absolutely mercilessly. So it created a really big mess. But in that time, in that 12 years, I got really clear on what I wanted my future life to look like. I kept working through toward cleaning out those debts. But in, in that period of time, we couldn't own a house or the IRS would just take a lien out on it, take any equity we had in it. I couldn't accumulate any assets or the IRS would take them. They had tied my hands so that so much so that, you know, a lot of people thought I'd never get it resolved. I mean, a lot of good friends thought there'd be no way out with the complicated mess I had with the IRS. But I never lost hope that I'd be able to work through it. So one morning, I walked into my office, my little office that I had. Now, fax machine, back when I had fax machines, was peeling off 14 pages of IRS lien releases. I mean, I was ecstatic. I was just beside myself because that came at, at the end of all those years of negotiating and working through and having attorneys work on that to try to resolve that. Finally got to the point and they released everything. Now I had given every penny I had to resolve those issues and other debts I had, but that morning was like a rebirth. I was a free man. You want to know how old I was that morning? I was 53 years old. I was absolutely thrilled to have a net worth of zero on that morning. I was back to zero at 53 years old. I had no retirement. I had no anything. 
So I started from there. Now, Joanna and I had already started teaching that Sunday school class. We were already having people ask for career coaching. They were asking for materials they could share with family and friends. I produced that first three-ring binder, the basic principles of what is now 48 Days to the Work You Love. I started getting speaking requests. We started doing live events in the old barn on our property that we called the sanctuary. That's where I started all the things that I'm doing today. Now today, you know, we live in Osprey, Florida, and Joanne tells people every day that we live in paradise. We have a beautiful, gorgeous home, no mortgage, no car payments, have the freedom to travel, spend time with family and friends. You know, I hear from people who are 27 years old, think they're all washed up. Gee, Dan, I majored in law in school, realized it was a mistake for me, and they imply they have to just kind of wait now till they coast into the grave. My goodness. I mean, lots of people are losing their jobs at 45 or 55 or 65. I don't care how old you are. It's never too late to have a new beginning. No matter where you are, take a fresh look at those things that I lay out in 48 days to the work you have. Take a fresh look at your skills and abilities, your personality traits. How do you respond to other people? What kind of environments energize you? How do you sell? How do you persuade? How do you motivate? yourself and others. And the third area, we've got skills and abilities, personality traits, and then values, dreams, and passions. What are those things that keep showing up that are recurring themes for you when you really feel like you were in the zone? From those, create a plan, start moving toward it, no matter what your age. Now, this is from 48 Days, and I used a segment of this as our quotation for today. A clear sense of purpose will provide a feeling of continuity and contentment to carry you through the inevitable changes of a volatile workplace. Developing a clear focus leads to confidence, boldness, and enthusiasm in living. If you can't visualize what you want the future to be, you are likely to end up feeling like a victim of circumstances. Don't say you never had a chance if you can't define what success would look like for you. If you know where you're going, you can respond to priorities rather than circumstances and create the future you want. All right, I'm going to leave that one go on. So we dealt with the age issue there, the concern that maybe you're too old. And again, we had hundreds of people who referenced that in the feedback that you gave. Okay, here's another one. Dan, I'm very imaginative, creative, inventive, and feel as though my best, for the most part, is still dormant inside me. Corporate America has a deceptive way of draining the drive and ambitions out of a person. I'm hunting for a new opportunity to work in the fishing industry. I've always loved creating bass fishing lures. Manufacturing of most lures is done in China. It's hard to to manufacturers at a competitive price when mass production is determining retail cost. I also love old cars. I have a 74 Plymouth that I want to restore. And I love retrofitting new technology into old machines and vehicles like taillights, brakes, etc. If I can improve design or function, I'm in my groove. All right. Again, thanks for your, your feedback. I love the ideas you have here. And... As you describe yourself as being imaginative, creative, inventive, your best is still inside you. Wow. Create a plan for one of these ideas that you've got. We recently 
my investment group looked at a, a business where a young guy is retrofitting old Mustangs to turn them into electric vehicles. You know, there's a lot of passion about old Mustangs, but uh, they have more than their share of mechanical issues and parts are increasingly hard to find. So he's got a process for turning that into an electric vehicle. I mean, it fits some of the kind of things that you're talking about, retrofitting new technology into old machines and vehicles. I mean, there are people doing that. Now, this young guy, you know, it's interesting. In his business, he wasn't even looking for money as much as he was for mentoring and guidance. People to help him develop that idea. No, we're not going to be doing that. But uh, that's what he was looking for. You know, there's a, a gentleman in 48 Days Eagles community. His name is Estevan Montoya, Hispanic pastor. He was fishing as part of just provision for his family. So he'd fish to have, have food to eat. But in doing so, he's very, very knowledgeable about fly fishing. And he ultimately developed a fly rod. Now, it's called Tenkara, T-E-N-K-A-R-A. It's a Japanese term that means falling from heaven, literally. So you want the fly to look like it didn't come from a line with a guy standing there with a string on it, but it actually fell from heaven. That's what you want it to look like. So his, his site is Rocky MT. Oh, no, Rocky Mountain. can. It's Rocky M-T-N, T-E-N-K-A-R-A. Rocky Mountain Tenkara is what it is, but you you can look it up. He's got a delightful site with videos of him fishing, and he talks about taking people out to do fishing excursions. He says a, a great experience one can have is to view the scenic landscape and wildlife. It's common in some of our fishing trips to see different types of deer or flock of wild turkey. We've also seen bighorn sheep and wild elk out on the water, but he talks about that. He makes it so personal. It just draws you in. And he is selling a ton of his rods. And not a lot of high technology there, but he makes it so enjoyable, so enticing that people are lining up. I mean, you can do that. I mean, this is not, you know, it's not rocket science. I'm not saying it's easy, but you can do it. Exactly what you're talking about. What I encourage you to do Follow your curiosity. I always tell people that follow your curiosity. That can develop into passion, talent. Then you see a need, you create a plan, you create, and then you offer a promise. Boom, people give you money and you've got profit. I mean, there's a sequence there. I'm actually working on a, a new sequence. I don't have it refined yet, but it, it's going to go something like this, where you accept God's love for you. That allows that to flow through you so you can love others well. That leads to connections. That gives you courage to follow your curiosity, create clarity, develop your talent, grow that into your passion, walk in confidence, make an offer, and then enjoy your profit. Now, I'm I'm working on that. I think I've got something there that'll help people kind of see where it breaks down. You know, if somebody's looking for a job, you've got your introduction letter, And then you've got your resume and cover letter. Then you're looking for interviews. And then the interviews lead to job offers. If you're not getting job offers, we can just go backward and look at where is there a break in the cycle? Where's there a break 
so that you are not getting job offers. And we can pinpoint that. I mean, I had a lady come up to me one time after doing a presentation. She says, Dan, will you look at my resume? Well, I glanced at her resume and I said, it looks fine to me. Have you had any interviews? She said, yeah. I said, how many? She said, 53. I said, oh my gosh, I don't need to look at your resume. Your resume is doing exactly what it should do. You need to look at what's happening in the interviews to have that many interviews and nobody wants you on their team. It's easy to identify where the breakdown is. So I think I've got that in this as well. Where's the breakdown in having you enjoying profits? Again, this has to do with no matter how you're wired, you can you can do this. All right. Hey, I want to I want to insert a couple more here. Somebody says, My business is very successful and allows very little time for training. Okay, this is you got to be watching, careful about that. Because if your business is so successful that you don't have time for training or for marketing or for planning taking care of the administrative side, you're going to experience what Darren Hardy refers to as the entrepreneurial roller coaster. So you're going to do really, really well. And then all of a sudden, all those orders are fulfilled and you have nothing in the pipeline and you start over again. You don't want to do that. Now I talk a lot about the 15 hours that you can spend in a side business and do very, very well. If you are devoting time to four different areas, those being learning, creating, earning, planning. And we've got those broken down is the learning. I have three hours of the 15. So you get 20% doing that. Creating five hours, earning four hours, planning three hours. Now here's what can happen. Well, you, you know, just this week I was um, listening to podcast and I heard 52% of high school seniors believe that they will be millionaires by the time they're 25. All right, let that sink in. 52%, more than half of high school seniors believe they'll be millionaires by the time they're 25. You know how many actually do that? Fewer than 1%. Now again, if you're going to do something in your own, we got these four areas, learning, creating, earning, and planning. A lot of times what young people do and I'm seeing this, again, I'm trying to get my head around this in working with a lot of young people. They go to wherever they can earn the most. Well, sometimes that's in sacrificing learning that would be really, really helpful for them. Let's say that you had a chance, you, you saw an opportunity where you can do Fulfilled by Amazon. And you can make $100,000 a year. You do it by yourself out of your garage. You know the systems. You learn that and all that. Or you have a chance to go work in one of Richard Branson's companies with very, very successful people. And you're going to make $75,000 a year. Now, a lot of people would just simply choose based on making more money. And a lot of times that's a mistake to bypass what would be a learning experience that's going to ultimately increase your success much, much more. And I'm seeing that and I'm, I'm questioning some of the things that people are choosing right out of the gate just because they have one clear skill area. And I think, well, I'm just going to do this on my own. There's merit in learning, however that's done. Now, it may be working for a company, working for somebody else, and that's one of the old 
Brian Tracy principles. If you want to be an entrepreneur, the best thing to do is to find a business like you want to start and work for somebody who has that kind of a business. If you want to start your own restaurant, don't go out and lease a building, buy equipment, start a restaurant, you know, when you know very little about that whole thing, go work for somebody for three years. You'll learn a ton. You'll get paid for your learning. You're getting paid to learn how to do it well. There's a lot of merit in that. Don't sacrifice learning for quick earning. And when you see yourself, you're so successful, you have very little time for training. Be very, very cautious. I mean, at this point, I mean, I reserve two days a week just for that deep learning. Oftentimes, that is a that is by you know watching masterclass or going to a conference or seminar or having somebody coach me where I could have another client in that period of time and increase my income exponentially. But I know that to really have the overall balance to continue growing, I need to carve out time for my own personal training and growth. Well, here's another one that I referenced in the opening. I'm not entrepreneurial material. And as far as building a business and scaling up, I prefer working in the background. I'm a precisionist, CS. Now, these referring to the DISC profile, they're D-I-S and C. D and I are very outgoing, you know, gregarious, social kind of connection. S and C are more behind the scenes, more analytical. I'd like to start something that would generate a little bit more income than I make working my nine to five job that allows me to give back to my community, empowers my boys to think outside of a standard job. And I look forward to doing, I consistently wonder how other SC personality types get started and make a go of it. Now, I want you to know you can be wildly successful as an entrepreneur, no matter what your personality, as I stated in the opening. Now, Let's just look at a couple examples here. If you're going to be an entrepreneur, you have to be able to sell your product or service. Absolutely no question about it. No other choice. You have to be able to sell your product or service. And that's where a lot of people say, well, I'm not that kind of person that can go out here and knock on doors, you know, or pick up the phone 20 times today, you know, or corner somebody at the Chamber of Commerce meeting and ask them to buy what I have. You know what? You don't have to. You don't have to be that person. And you don't have to reshape who you are, how God has wired you. You just have to find a business model that fits you well. So let's just kind of walk through these real quick. Let's take a the DISC. So you're a high D. Wow, you can open a car lot. You know, like I had years ago, where people walk on, you know they're not going to come back. You have to get them to make a decision to purchase a car right then, or you're probably never going to see them again. So there's that. If you're a high D, you can do that comfortably. I love doing that. Now, let's say you're a high I. So you've got that fishing lure that you just developed. So what you're going to do is you're going to go visit fishing shops, your sporting goods stores. You're going to go out here and you're going to visit 30 of them and say, hey, here's here's my product. I'd love to see you sell in your store. You'll get a distributor price. Here's the margins you can expect. I mean, a high I would be very comfortable doing that. Now let's go to an S. Let's, I'm going to use a couple of different examples here. Let's say that you are 
that you have a new software process that is really effective in a medical environment. So that's going to be the application, but you are a high S you're very much behind the scenes and you've got that. What you're going to do is you're going to identify maybe 10 clinics in your town that are prospects for what you have. So it's not like there's 300 people out there who are candidates. Just talk to anybody in the street. No, you're going to talk to purchasing agents, administrators at these clinics. They're likely to be the same personality as you are. So you tell them what you have. You do a detailed proposal for them or demonstration. They take six months and then make a $500,000 purchase from you. That's very, very different than selling cars or just, you know, knocking on doors out there. So let's say you're that high C. You are a precisionist like our writer here. You're a precisionist. You really don't like doing those kind of sales presentations. So you've got your fishing lure. We'll go back to that again. Now, you know how in the Sunday paper, there's usually an insert in there where it has all kinds of sales sale material. Well, you know, I mean, I'm getting a newspaper anymore. I, I don't, but I get a lot of things in my mailbox that are like that. So we'll just say, however you get those little mailers that are telling you about things. In there, I open it up. Oh my goodness, I'm going to be going on a fishing trip with my sons. And here I see this lure. It's 1995. It's beautifully colored. The background, the environment there looks just so enticing. I say, wow, I wanted one of those. I jump on, order it. Now, a person who does that well is not going to be a high DI, that real outgoing person. A person who does that well is going to be somebody who is very analytical somebody who can gather information, somebody who tested that ad at $14.95 and $39.95 and discovered the best overall point for sales is $19.95. The best color to show it in, in an ad like that where we get the highest response, is green. Not blue or red or white or black. It's green. So they test, test, test. And then they do something like that And boom, you can make $250,000 a year and never see or talk to a customer. And I've got lots and lots of examples of how that's done. I'm working right now. uh, My investment company just made an investment this last week in a company, two young, very detailed software developers. They have an app that they've developed that I think is just absolutely awesome. I think we can scale this. We're now started already in Florida and Michigan, but um, my my little investment company, we just agreed to put $300,000 into their company to help them develop it. They're not the person people that are going to go out knocking on doors. I mean, we're bringing in mentors. We're bringing in a board of directors to help them in those areas, but they have the basic idea. Again, your idea as a precisionist, will attract money if it's a great idea. No limitations there. Trust me, there's a whole lot of people out there. Even, well, even the research done like by Jim Collins, you know, good to great, there's companies that have been built. A lot of those people that built those companies are not that outgoing, aggressive person that you often think about when you think about an entrepreneur. No, 
They're people who are quiet behind the scenes, gentle, reserved, and they have great ideas that are making them extremely successful. You can certainly do it. Well, here's the last one here. I'm going to wrap up with this. Someone says, I'm looking to find fun in my life. I'm recently retired as an MD, and I put my personal fun on hold for 25 years. I'm trying to find it back. Well, congratulations on 25 years as a physician, and I'm sure you provided great service in that period of time. You can't turn the clock back, but you're a different person now than you were 25 years ago. I mean, look at where you are now. And again, you know, go through that sequence where you follow your curiosity to find the things that put fun in your life now. One of the things I've got on the kitchen table right now, I've got a, a puzzle going. I'm just about finished with it. It was It's 750 pieces, which is about like what I like to do. That makes them pretty easy to put together, but I, I like getting out of my head. It's a different kind of brain activity to work puzzles. And I, I am very, very specific about the kind of things I like to do. This one has two old cars, you know, in front of an old garage. There's a motorcycle off to the side. And then there's, you know, green trees in the sky. But I, I like things that have a really, really cool, pleasant look and usually involve cars. So I'm not going to put a, a puzzle together that has, you know, flags from every country in the world or birds. I just like the scene and then it engages me to put it together, see this thing come to life. That's just something I happen to enjoy. Now, I've got a lot of things that I do with my grandkids. You know, you can just look at what the opportunities are for fun in your life now. Um, I'm in a community where there, most people play golf. I don't. I don't find that fun at all. It's not intriguing to me at all. You may find that it is, but again, don't force yourself into something. There ought to be enough clues about things that you're naturally drawn to. It could be coin collecting. It could be bicycle riding. It could be hiking. I mean, just but explore and find those things that put fun back in your life. Again, you don't need to think that your life is on hold anymore. If you're retired, find those things that bring you joy. And again, there ought to be a lot of clues along the way for what that actually is. All right, let me do a quick recap. We're going to just wrap things up today. Hey, I appreciate you being listeners. Again, I'm, I'm just, uh, I love reading through these uh, thousands of comments that you all made. And I'll continue to be drawing from some of those as just examples that we can kind of unpack here and learn from together. So in summary... Three things we kind of touched on today. Don't say you never had a chance if you can't define what success would look like for you. It's never too late to have a new beginning. You can be wildly successful as an entrepreneur, no matter what your personality. All right. Hey, again, if you got questions, new ones, I'll, I'll be taking those as well. Uh, certainly go ahead and submit those. Just go to 48days.com slash ask Dan to leave your question there. You can leave an audio message or you can write it out as many people do. So thanks for listening. Hope you're having a great first quarter of the year. Enjoying the second month of a new year already here. Thanks for sending in those questions, for being open to growing, for being a powerful force, for making the world a better place. Hey, the best you could do to you know, help me out here or, or thank me, is just simply share this. Share this with three of your friends who are also committed to personal growth. I get a lot of notes from people who say that wow somebody just shared this with me 
I heard from somebody this week that was blown away that he was uh, listening to Kevin Miller interviewing Dan Miller and then realized, those being two podcasts that he listens to, and then he realized that we're father-son. He had never realized that. We do a lot of things together. I just did an interview with Kevin this week that'll be airing this coming week. But we do a lot of things together. But share this with your friends. That's what we all recommend. Uh, They'll thank you for it. Become known for being a person who is positive, somebody who offers hope and encouragement to others. And if you give somebody a book or you share a podcast like this with them and it helps them be successful, it's going to elevate your credibility. I mean, that's that's a way to become more valuable without you don't have to write a book or have a podcast on your own you if you share those valuable resources with somebody it'll elevate your value in their eyes so be that person and stay committed to your belief along with me that we can without a shadow of a doubt find or create a work work and a life that is meaningful purposeful and profitable stay positive see you next week